I've got so many sermons up my sleeve. It's just crazy. Every time I spend time with the Lord, there's just this amazing thing happening. I'm thinking, God, when am I going to preach this? Um, so um, I'll let you know once we start with midweek services, and then I'll see you every Thursday so that we have enough time to um, uh, preach everything that must be preached. Um, we were um, told at the beginning that um, pastors must have a sermon ready every week, so now I have, but now I've got such awesome elders that they come in preaching the whole time, so... My sermons are just stacking up. And once again this morning, I felt the Lord um, actually lead me to not do a sermon, but to do a workshop. Um, so we're going to, we're going to have some intentional fellowship, what we've been missing over lockdowns. Hope you're ready. Um, so in your small groups around you, you're going to have some nice discussions and praying for each other and working a couple of things out. It's going to be lacquer. Are you ready? Seems like it. So, um, Mr. Matthew Murdoch has been um, has been faithfully teaching us through the basic elements of the gospel for the last while, and I want to once again summarize that and work from there. Then, but the way that I remember this, and for the first time in my life this year, I, I've I've taken a lot of time out to study this and to arrive at a conclusion on what is the gospel and um, the gospel if you want to remember it like this there's a couple of ways to remember it, but this is a very handy way and this is the sermon series that Matt preached on that first slide um, it, it says God man Christ response okay so if you ever just on the next slide God, man, Christ, response. Can you say that? Man, Christ, response. If you can remember that, then you always know you've got a fairly good... If, if you can say enough things about God, who He is, you can say enough things about man, all derived from Scripture, you can say everything about Christ, because that's where the good news comes in, Right? And you can say everything with regards to our response to that, then that's it. Often, when you when when you ask people what's the gospel, they would speak about the love of God, or they would speak about Jesus crucified, or they would speak about living a life of obedience, and all that. All of those elements are true, but they a certain a certain part of it. And for us, it's important that we all get a holistic understanding of it, at, although it, uh, it is at a very basic level, that when we do engage with the gospel, because we need to engage with the gospel every day ourselves, and when we engage others with it, that we'd have the right framework in mind. And also in our evangelism, and we're going to workshop that just now also, that different elements of the gospel and we see that through Scripture, comes to the fore and is more important in different contexts in order to ensure an accurate understanding of it. All right? So, God, man, Christ, response. There's another way of um, explaining the gospel in its storyline on the next slide. Where, ooh, is the next slide not the, not the gospel storyline? Not on there. No, just, no, no, no. It's supposed right under gospel summary. There we go. Yeah. 
So there's another way some of you might have learned this at some stage in your walk. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Now if you look at it, you can see in creation, God, the fall, man, redemption, Jesus, restoration, our response, working with him. Are you with me this morning? All right. Um, I've got no idea how handy this is to me because there's such, there's so much confusion when you ask people what's the gospel that they actually don't know what it is. And we need to know. And we need to be able to apply this. So, the first thing we're going to do before we move on to the rest, um, if you could go back to that uh, previous slide, Linza. Just the one that says gospel summary. There we go. You are going to speak with someone next to you right now. And having a look at this, um, each one of you can take two minutes, make groups of two or three, two minutes max, and try to tell them the gospel. Try to tell the others the gospel in this with this flow. Now we're trusting that some of the um, teachings of Matt would come through and some of the things you already know. But let's, let's try to follow this flow and to give an accurate condensed version of the gospel in two minutes. You might struggle. That's okay. We're going to work on it. Okay? And we're going to apply that a bit later on. So make a little group. Can everybody smile? I can't see you smiling. So you must just like tell me that you're smiling like this. You're smiling. Thank you so much. All right, so this is going to be a workshop on the gospel. Turn to each other and see what you can do with that. All right, you could switch over to the next um, person. I'll pretend like there are um, two people in every group, so we'll give someone else the opportunity to share it too. If you're a group of three or four, just have uh, two of you share for now. All right. Cool stuff. We're going to jump in there uh, just now again. So the gospel is what we believe as Christians, right? Who found that um, rather difficult? About 15 honest people. Who found it uh, rather easy? Come on. Elevator pitch, yes. Doom, 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 doom. Done. Okay. So, we're going to help you now. So, now take out your notebooks or whatever you're going to make notes, whatever you make notes in or on. And then we're going to look at the next couple of slides, which gives you a little bit more and we might remind you a bit more on each of these four elements. So, we're going to slide that says God. 
not going to preach on that because that could take three hours. I subsequently changed that to holy and eternal, but then uh, it was too late to be um, taken into the uh, presentation, but you can have eternal in there too. Use this to maybe add to what you had when you just did it. Let's go to the next one. Man. Add that to what you had. Um, uh, The gospel of the secular humanist agenda is saying no to this. Because they say no, no, no. Man is not that bad. Man is inherently good. And that is a problem. This is bad news, but there has to be bad news before there can be fantastically good news. So let's go to Jesus Christ and add that to what you had. All right, you're topping up your doctrine on each one of these and then finally response our response to this there needs to be a conviction of sin by the Holy Spirit and like Matt taught us repentance is towards God and we put our faith in Jesus Christ and then we live a life of worship and obedience So add that to what you had. All right, so what you're going to do now, if you had a group of three or four, then maybe some of the others can share. But if you were two, you're going to do your two minutes again with your top-up that you just got. Is that cool? So on your marks, get set, go. All right. Nailed it. <laughs> oh. um, there's a, a term that I've come across called gospel fluency. And it's your ability to have the gospel so closely at heart that you can readily apply it to any circumstance in exactly the right way. You don't have to think, oh, what, 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 how, how, how do I? You, you can immediately think, okay, so it's this element of the gospel that's needed right now um, for me or for this individual. And this is how I'm going to bring that in to, to this um, storyline right now, whether for me or for someone else. So we're working on our gospel fluency. So the next part of the workshop um, is that we're going to apply this gospel. Um, Firstly, if we go to the slide that says the gospel applied to you, others, that one. This is the next part of the workshop. We're going to apply the gospel to you. You're going to apply it to you. 
to others in the faith and to others outside the faith. So the ministry we try to do is a gospel-centered ministry. That's how we try to do church. So everything is, is, is about the gospel um, in, 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 in everything that we do. And it's, it's applicable to us, not only to the unbeliever. Sometimes we think the gospel is for those who are unbelievers. But in 2 Timothy 2 verse 1, for instance, and there are many instances like that, but Paul speaks to Timothy, who is a church leader himself, and he says, You, my son, be strengthened by the grace that is in Jesus Christ. We must find ways of strengthening ourselves in that grace, in the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not something that happened to us a long time ago, but we've moved on from it. It's a continual strengthening in his grace. There's... And every time that Paul would, would, would speak to us about the incredible workload that there is for us in the kingdom and, and what we should be doing, he always starts, and before you can have a look at all those different scriptures that you think, oh, Paul, this is quite harsh, that's quite intense. If you read the paragraph before that, he's reminding his readers of the gospel and the grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God. He's saying, remind yourself of these things so that you can live this life by faith and that it doesn't become dead work. So we are to be strengthened in the grace of God. How can you do that? How can you apply that to your life? Linking to Jacques' sermon, what habits can we form to apply this to our lives and to then be strengthened so that we can pick up our cross daily, right? We are one of the things scripture commands us to do daily is to pick up our cross daily. What habit do you have to encourage that? How do you do that? If you were asked, okay, cool, so how are you obedient to scripture in that instance? It says daily. What's the daily thing you do in order to do that? So let's, you're going to spend some time with the Holy Spirit now in um, meditative prayer for a couple of minutes and then you're going to share with those around you so the gospel applied to you have you got that that's very important secondly it's important to apply the gospel to those in the faith we're called to forgive them as we have been forgiven as Christ has forgiven you, so you must forgive. We must have grace. As grace has been extended to us, we must have it with others. We must see people through Jesus' eyes. What does he see when he looks at that person that irritates you so much? What does he see? That would be applying the gospel, the framework of it. Um, there's more to that. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. But we need to be applying the gospel to those in the faith. That's it makes our faith so easy if we put it like this. And of course, we need to apply the gospel skillfully and faithfully to those outside the faith right now. And the next exercise after this little one we're going to do now, the last exercise, um, is going to be specifically aimed towards that. So the gospel applied to you to others in the faith and others outside the faith, this gospel that you just tried summarizing to yourself and have front of mind right now. Spend 
two minutes with the Holy Spirit and your notebook. Um, let's make it three minutes with the Holy Spirit and your notebook and make a couple of notes on how you can apply this. And then after that, um, we, I will let you know. Then you can start sharing that with those that you're in a group with so you can encourage each other and make more notes on what you hear from those around you. Is that a clear workshop instruction? Andre, does that make sense? Okay. How, how can you apply that to your life every day? And especially right now. So you're going to wait on the Holy Spirit now. And you're going to share then later with how he guides you to apply the gospel in these three areas. In your life, in your current context and your current relationships. So not a Bible school answer. A real me now answer. What does the gospel mean for me now? Allow the Holy Spirit to minister that to you and then share from there. So for the next three minutes, we can be in silence with a notebook and the Holy Spirit, and then we can share. You got that? Go for it. All right. Let's share with those around us. Um, and I think around two minutes each would be fine, but we'd give we give five minutes all in all, there might be some bigger groups, so we'll give five minutes and you can share with those around you. Anyone has got anything they can apply? There's two of us. Anything you can apply? Three of us, four of us. Anything you can apply? Yes. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow, this is revival. <laughs> All right, let's apply that. These are the kind of things that we speak to our accountability partners to also and you know, get them into our lives. Um, so what I do practically, I've kind of alluded to that, but for myself, every day, in my journal, um, when I start with my quiet time, one of the little things that I do is I remind myself of the gospel. I look at the previous day. I bring that day to God, especially when I know that I've messed up badly. Um, and I receive his grace. I, re I repent towards him and I let his love just flow over me. And I'm just in awe of that again. And then I said, here I am, God. Send me. I've been cleansed. Use me now. So it's a daily habit um, that I've written down there and that I kind of look at every day and some days with more, um, more intensely than others respond to that. Then with others in the faith, what that means is, number one for me, it means unforgiveness is not an option ever. Um, remaining offended with uh, it's just unforgiveness in our hearts is not an option ever. Matthew 18, we need to go sort it out, number one, but number two, that goes along with it, we need to forgive. All right? And the other thing is, I'm, I must challenge myself, because I must work with all of you, right? 
So you only work with five people in the congregation that you like. I need to work with all of you. How can I like all of you? Okay. So I need Jesus' eyes in order for me to actually see something I like. <laughs> you know that I love all of you very much. But love and like is not the same. So, but what I mean, that's the truth of the matter. If I don't look at you through the eyes of Jesus, I cannot possibly love you. I can maybe like you. So, we, we must trust God and say, Lord, give me your eyes to see Shaul through. And you'd be amazed at how much you start loving Shaul. Um, that helps. And then with those outside the faith, we're going to do a lacquer exercise just now. But of course, that's being intentional, wise, and loving in how we apply this good news of the gospel to those that we trust in God for. And trusting in the, that, that the message of Jesus Christ, that this gospel would, through our prayers and our sharing, be a seed in their hearts that would lead to salvation. It's just always asking God, what's the, where am I at? Where are they at? How can I, how can I partner with you right now in their journey? A little bit closer or over the line, whatever it is, all things to all men in order that some might behave. Come on. Um, then what we're going to do now, which I think is a very nice exercise, is you're going to, you're going to take that gospel on the next slide, um, and you're going to brainstorm in your little group and come up with, on the next slide, what might be, what might be specifically important to trust God for and to focus on when we are sharing with someone in these four different um, faiths. All right? Um, atheism is a faith, all right? Because there's no science that says that there's no God. So if you believe that, then you have to have a lot of faith in that. So atheism, as Hinduism and Islam, is a faith. I'm going to give you little taglines. Um, of, on each of these that might help you so you can make notes on it because you guys are going to brainstorm and come up with, with a few nice bullets under each one that might help you to apply the different elements of the gospel in a way that's, that's the best related to where these groups of people are at. Okay, So atheism obviously believes that there is no God to start with. So what's the contention there for? Where do we start? If you start with Jesus, would that work? Hinduism says there are many gods. So I've had this instance, which I've told some of you of, where we were in India and a rich Indian man that was possessed by demons heard about us and said, I must have you help me. And it was an extreme case. And we decided to preach the gospel and minister the gospel to him. And if he would respond to that, that would be first 
prize. And he was responding to the gospel on his knees. We were praying with him, Jesus is Lord of my life. I accept him. I accept Jesus. And it was amazing, we thought. And then we said, okay, so now remove all these. Because he had some Muslim stuff and Hindu stuff and like, like Buddha, he had everything. And we said, now remove all these things so that, you know, remove all these rubbish. And he said, there's no way I'm removing them. And we were like, what are you, what do you mean? You just accepted Jesus. And he said, yeah, well, I also accepted this one and that one and this one and that one. Now I accepted Jesus too, but I'm not going to let go of all of these. And then I realized I'm so, I'm so stupid. (laughs) And I didn't even think of that. But when you minister to Hindus, you have to. So you need a different strategy, a different angle. Hinduism, there are many gods. Islam, there is one God. And Jesus is cool, but he wasn't God. He was just a prophet. Right? So that's Islam's trick. There was a God and a lot of prophets, and Jesus was one of them, and Muhammad was the greatest of them but Jesus is not God that's what distinguishes us from them so where would the contention be where would the focus be and then Judaism obviously they believe in the same God we do but they didn't make they haven't made the transition to accept the Messiah which you are waiting for has already come the Messianic Jews are those who believe that Jesus was the Messiah that has come and so are we so, brainstorm, and this is for your own use. If this was a workshop in a formal setting and we had another hour or so, we would have had the different groups come and present their strategies. Okay, but our, this is uh, as we're working on our gospel fluency, work on a little strategy and think and brainstorm what might be the importance, the important elements of this um, gospel. God, man, Christ responds within that framework that we might want to focus on with each of them. So we're going to give you guys 10 minutes to do that and then I'll close for us in prayer. And as you, when, you, when you are done discussing that, pray over each other and bless each other as a carrier of the gospel. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill. Okay, as that word from Malalam was. So pray that over each other after you've workshopped this. Um, and then join us for some, for some coffee after the closing prayer that I'll do in 10 minutes from now. Go for it. Now remember to just pray a prayer of blessing and sending over those you are talking with. Um, If you aren't done, you can definitely continue the conversation while the rest of us have coffee. Um, You can have some coffee while you continue the conversation. Let's pray blessings over each other and send each other as light bearers and then I'm going to pray for us in closing. Okay, so I'll give you a minute or two to quickly pray over each other. Lord God, I thank you for all all these light bearers, Father, in this room. All this nation changes in this room, Father. All these 
bringers of good news in this room. In the Spirit, Lord, we just anoint all of our feet now in Jesus' name to be bearers of the good news. I pray, Father, that the good news would be good news in our hearts, Father, and that we'd share it and that we'd love with it and that we'd see that it's the power of God unto salvation. God, we want to be a gospel-centered people who are fluent in it, who abide in it, who love you and others with it. And we thank you that you have given it to us. Just speak a blessing over all of you in this week. Be at peace in God's shalom. Life in abundance is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. Please join us for some uh, coffee. That'd be wonderful.